Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605 692 1430. 605 692 1430. With us today is Dr. Jill Cruz, ready to answer our medical questions. Dr. Cruz's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Brookings Health System and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning. It's always good to be on the show. Yeah, thanks for being here. We appreciate that. You're going to help us learn about an important topic today. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is PTSD, or post-traumatic stress disorder. What is that, Dr. Yes. Cruz? So PTSD is a condition where someone has been in a life-threatening situation or a very traumatic situation um, where either they worried for their life or they worried about someone else's life or you know saw someone else uh, be severely hurt or injured. And then it can cause symptoms that persist for weeks to months to years later where you can have uh, flashbacks of the event and it can really um, affect your mental health uh, if you're suffering from this uh, condition. So it's it's very um, life-altering because it, it will affect where you feel comfortable going. You know, it, it affects uh, how a person feels about themselves and it um, can sometimes make people avoid going to certain places that may trigger or cause you to relive these experiences in a way that you can't control and is very distressing. So they're re-experiencing the trauma again and again and again. Hmm. And I was reading, um, it it can show up right away or it can show up years Later. after the trauma. Yep, there can be something that all of a sudden you, you hear something, there's a smell that all of a sudden brings you back, you know, um, someone says something, you hear a voice, you know, that of the person that, you know, perpetrated whatever. I mean, sometimes it can be something that just boom, all of a sudden out of the blue, there it comes. Yeah. Really interesting how mm-hmm. our bodies and mind react to to some of those things. Well, I want to give our callers a chance to call in with any questions they might have today, um, either related to PTSD or to mental health or to any other medical topic that we'd like to ask Dr. Cruz about this morning. So we're going to go to our first break shortly. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. 
Give us a call early in the program so we have time to get to those. You can call us at 605-692-1430. 692-1430. As we mentioned before the break, our Parade Act topic this week is to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD. Uh, Dr. Cruz, tell us about the television show you are planning for tomorrow night. Yep. So tomorrow I'm having uh, Dr. Matt Stanley and Dr. Veronica Radigan on the show. They both work with Avera uh, Behavioral Health and uh, Psychiatry Associates. So uh, they're going to be kind of talking about you know trauma, PTSD, uh, how people get through this and can move forward because it, it can be very debilitating physically, mentally, emotionally. You know, it definitely affects relationships when someone has a trauma that they haven't been able to process mm-hmm. appropriately, and then end up unfortunately reliving it when they have you know these PTSD symptoms, and that's distressing for them, distressing for their family, and can really impact quality of life. Yeah, but let's mm-hmm. discuss the variety of causes that someone might have that develop to, to develop PTSD. Yep. So, like I said, it it's basically something where you feared for your life or someone else's life. Okay. Um, so, combat veterans is the main one that we think about with PTSD. Um, that's, but it's not just them. Um, people that have been in car accidents, um, anyone that dealt, you can get what we call secondary PTSD, where you have been exposed to traumatic events or heard them retold multiple times. So healthcare workers can actually get secondary PTSD taking care of victims of, you know, Hurricane Katrina or the 9-11 attacks or just seeing, you know, the EMS that come on scene and see someone who has been, you know, beaten within an inch of their life that can, and seeing that or taking children out of homes that have been abused, that can be wearing for social workers and and can cause a secondary PTSD because you've seen so much pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. So it can happen to you, it can happen to someone else, and just that day after day of of seeing that can can cause issues and that secondary trauma. Um, It can happen to victims of uh, sexual assault, rape. Um, it can happen to you know, child abuse because it can happen to children. It can happen to adults. Any age can have PTSD. So, you know, if you were in a, a car accident, any sort of, you know, um, traumatic event, crash, mm-hmm. uh, sort that can cause and trigger PTSD. What are some of the symptoms that people should be aware of to realize, oh, this, this might be it? something more. It might not just be me processing these things in, yep. a, in a normal, quote, way, yep. um, but this is something that I need some help processing. So um, one, is it interfering with the rest of your life? Is this mm-hmm. something that has really uh, caused harm? Um, the first thing is, is relieving the event. Um, people talk about having flashbacks, having nightmares. Um, when you see something, it triggers, you know, like fireworks on the 4th of July can be very triggering for mm-hmm. combat veterans because mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like incoming artillery. I mean, so that can really put people on edge. So something that triggers that reliving and then all of a sudden you're not here, you're back in that event and, and experiencing it all over again. Mm-hmm. And then trying to avoid things that remind you of that. So if you know, you were in a crowd and something scary happened, you may not want to go around where there's lots of people. Or if you were in a car accident, you may not want to drive. Um, Or, you know, you just try to stay away from anything that could potentially trigger that. You know, if you almost drowned, you may not want to go to the pool. Mm -hmm. You know, all those sort of things can cause that. So all of a sudden now you're trying to avoid anything that may remind you of what happened. So that affects where you go, what you do. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then uh, having more negative thoughts or feelings, sometimes people kind of emotionally shut down and become numb where they're not happy, they're not sad, they're just flat mm. and, and they lose interest, they, they can't feel joy, they can't feel happiness, they have a hard time connecting with people. Um, some things they worry, they're, they're unable to trust people, they're very on edge, uh, feel lots of guilt, feel lots of shame, think that there's something you know they should have done or could have done differently and they put a lot of that, those feelings on themselves where they're feeling bad about themselves and having a hard time connecting to anyone for help. Mm-hmm. And then um, a lot of people talk about that feeling on edge, that hyper arousal, um, you know, have a hard time sleeping, hard time concentrating, you know, I know a lot of family members that have been in the military, they're like, do not wake me up when I'm sleeping because I'm afraid of what I will do if you suddenly startle me. Mm. So you have to be very, because they're hyper aroused and they're going to react before they know what's going on, Mm -hmm. um, you know, before they're fully awake. So, so that, that hyper arousal that always, you know, you're never able to relax, never able to let your guard down. And that is mentally exhausting Mm -hmm. and, and physically exhausting to be always on edge looking for danger everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if we feel like we might be experiencing this level of um, concern, or if we know someone who is, what should we do to reach out for help? Yep. So definitely this is something that is not a do-it-yourself sort of thing. You definitely want to go to someone who's trained specifically with with trauma um, you know, this would even be a little bit beyond your family doctor. I, mm-hmm. I would send patients that I'm worried about PTSD to a psychiatrist and to a counselor who is trained in, in trauma because there are certain um, psychotherapy techniques that are specific for PTSD and trauma. Um, you know, it's not just sitting around talking about your feelings and, you know, there's more um, training. And if you you know, try to get someone to relive those memories and, and try to process them while you're doing that and you're not trained in that, you can cause more harm than good. Mm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, oh, well, we'll just throw them back in the pool and they'll get over it, you know, exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that that's, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. It. So mm-hmm. y- you really have to have someone who's trained to walk them through that process of dealing with those emotions and that trauma in a safe, controlled environment okay. and not make things worse. So you mentioned there's like professionals that are trained mm-hmm. in PTSD. So if you want to start with your primary care provider, they can connect you to, to the correct person the who they know. Who, yep. Okay. Because yep. right. there are certain techniques that you have to get additional training in. Not all counselors are trained in some of these. Um, there's one that's really, I think, fascinating um, called eye movement desensitization desensitization and reprocessing emdr okay and it's this um involves focusing on uh hand movements or sounds when you're talking about the incident and it kind of helps remap and reprocess it the memory in your brain Hmm. and it's it takes a lot of training to know how to do that properly Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's it's a really fascinating um mode of therapy that is used for this. There's also uh, what's called cognitive process therapy. Um, You kind of learn to understand how this trauma has affected you and your thoughts and then kind of change your feelings and and reprocess, kind of rewrite the story in Mm -hmm. your head. Mm -hmm. Um, And then prolonged exposure where you repeatedly try to you know, if, if again, if you almost drowned and you're afraid to go to a swimming pool, it may be looking at pictures of a swimming pool. It may be, you know, dipping your toe in a, a two inches of water in a, in a 
bowl and mm-hmm. then working up to like a baby pool and you know again doing it with someone who's trained and can do this safely and know when to pull back and say okay this is too much this is too far mm-hmm. so yeah yeah as you're talking about this i'm thinking about children and <clears throat> um often they cannot communicate perhaps what happened to them uh so perhaps as a parent you see them reacting in a way that is unexpected what are some signs you should watch for that perhaps something happened when they weren't in your care that needs further attention mm-hmm. uh, i would say if their behavior changed dramatically and something that you know they did enjoy is now terrifying like um, say they loved playing with the dog at grandma's house and now all of a sudden, you know, they won't go anywhere near, they see a dog anywhere and they start crying, you know, mm-hmm. there may be something that, that happened. So mm-hmm. if there was a sudden abrupt change in your child and you're like, this, I don't understand what's going on, that may be a sign to dig in further. And it lasts, it's, it's prolonged and every single time you're seeing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just thinking because it's common for kids to have different fears or whatever. Right. But when you see something that um, is new or different, different. yeah. That and, and beyond what you would expect for a typical reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605 692 1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. We are living in a stressful time as we deal with the global pandemic. The following are some tips to help your emotional health. Fuel your body by eating a healthy, well-balanced diet and drinking plenty of water. Aim to get seven to eight hours of sleep each night. Exercise every day. Take deep breaths and stretch often. Avoid risky or destructive behaviors such as abusing alcohol or drugs, excessive gambling, or ignoring public health recommendations. Spend time outside, such as going for a walk in a park, but follow social distancing guidelines. If you feel overwhelmed by the emotional pressures, reach out to family, friends, or your medical provider. This tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to discuss our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is PTSD and Dr. Cruz has been doing an excellent job explaining to us what that is, what some of the triggers are, some of the causes of that and some treatment options that are available. Dr. Cruz, PTSD obviously is not a new thing, but uh, we have gained a lot of understanding of it, and it's become more common, and we talk about it on the radio now. Um, tell us a, of some of the history of PTSD and how we got to where we are today. Yeah, so it's been known by many names, and you know, only officially recognized as a diagnosis in 1980 in the uh, DSM-4, which is the diagnostic manual that lists all mental health disorders. 1980. That's not that long ago. I know. (laughs) Considering all the um, Mm -hmm. wars and trauma that we do know about in our history. Right. Okay. All right. So like going back to one of the earliest manuscripts ever written, the Epic of Gilgamesh, they're talking about 
they're describing PTSD symptoms in, in soldiers coming back from war. And Homer in the Iliad and the Odyssey talks about, you know, Trojan War survivors and having PTSD symptoms. And, you know, even Shakespeare is talking about it uh, in King Henry IV with uh, a character that was having um, nightmares and flashbacks. Hmm. Um, you know, after being in war. And even actually Charles Dickens apparently suffered from PTSD after he was in a uh, train accident. And he, he almost died and saw several people die. And mm. he, he refused to ride the train after that. And mm. he's like, you know. So it, it affected his mode of transportation. He's like, I'm never getting on a train again. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling very uncomfortable with that because he had that unprocessed PTSD. Um, you know, civil war, you know, irritable heart, um, soldier's heart were things and unfortunately they were not very sympathetic towards people with PTSD back then it was kind of a suck it up get back in there you know what's wrong with you there was no sympathy for that at that time um Mm. in fact actually one of the things they recommended as treatment for was public shaming oh I was like oh that is something we would never do today right right um you know and we really started talking about it a lot more with World War One and World War Two. You know, we were talking about the thousand-yard stare that people would say uh, when you'd see someone just staring off, and they're emotionally detached. They're mm-hmm. they're not there. You know, they've completely closed off as a defense mechanism. Um, you know, we talk about you know shell shock. I mean, which I think is a very, you know, it's. It's got that visceral, when you just when you say that, it's got such this visceral response when you hear that word. And, like, I think that's a really good, you know, showing of how raw these emotions are with PTSD, you mm-hmm. know. So definitely it's, it's had a lot of names. And I think the more we've come to understand and understand how to treat it with, you know, compassion, caring, um, you know, with therapy, also medications um, mm-hmm. that we have available now that weren't available, you know, obviously back then, um, there's a lot more that can be done for it, which mm-hmm. is very reassuring. But yeah, it is, it has gone through a litany of names and descriptions um, for describing the same thing. And not just soldiers, like I said, they were talking about constant concentration camp survivors, rape mm-hmm. survivors, you know, anyone who's been through any terror attacks. I mean, and it doesn't have to be anything that dramatic. It's anytime you fear for your life. So a car crash survivor can have PTSD. Mm-hmm. So now that we do know more about it, um, I feel like I hear about it more. Um, you mentioned all these these books mm-hmm. and stories, and uh, i I feel like that's the best way I've gained a little bit of empathy is through different novels I've read and historical novels and understanding how people maybe process this and their lives were changed when they came home, even though they were no longer in harm's way, Mm -hmm. um, how disruptive it all was to their entire lives. But now that their family, yes, not not just them, their family. Mm -hmm. So now that we do know more about it, uh, do you, and maybe you don't know a lot, but do you know how do we how do we prepare people for these trauma when we know you might experience trauma? Yeah. If you're gonna go be a helper at a disaster, mm-hmm. um, if you're gonna be going off to war, do we do you know? Are we training people better for these I, circumstances? A lot of times they'll they'll do um, 
especially with the military, they'll do debriefings Mm -hmm. after. And actually in in the medical field, anytime we have a serious event where we have like a code and and someone passes away and and doesn't make it, or there was a traumatic event where, you know, there was a child that drowned or, you know, something where EMS and hospital personnel were dealing with something, Mm -hmm. we'll do what's called a debriefing. Firefighters do debriefings after they were at house fires and, and someone died or someone got really hurt or one of their own got hurt. <clears throat> they'll do that where they'll bring in counselors to talk to people and try to help work through those feelings before it can turn into PTSD. Um, and there's lots of resources in the military and for veterans for this uh, dealing with PTSD because they know it's such a big issue. Um, military One Source is uh, kind of their one-stop uh, website and uh, phone number where you can get in touch with all of those resources that you need if you mm-hmm. have a connection with the military. Um, VA has lots of resources. So there are a lot of organizations um, when they realize that, yep, people involved in these organizations are going to be exposed to things that they try their best to mitigate mm-hmm. um, dealing with this and, and recognizing it early. The earlier you can recognize it, the earlier you can treat it, the better your outcomes. Yeah. Is PTSD a suicide risk? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, if you are feeling that guilt and that shame that can come with PTSD and that numbness and you just want the pain to stop, sometimes people see this is the only way I can make it to stop is to stop being. So mm-hmm. that definitely puts people at higher risk for suicide. Mm-hmm. So we certainly want you to know that you can reach out for help. Uh, there is help available uh, if you are experiencing PTSD. I appreciate Dr. Cruz in your essay. You included a phone number. Mm-hmm. The um, Mental Health Services Administration National Helpline is one 800 4357 So that's 1-800-662-4357. Um, and they also have a text option available mm-hmm. if people are more comfortable with texting. Um, so you can text HELP for you uh, is what you help yeah. the number four and the letter yeah, U. Mm-hmm. So um, so there's there are resources out there. Don't need to be alone. Please reach out for help if you need those things. Definitely. Yeah. Because things don't have to stay the way they are. Right. There's hope. There's definitely hope. Yes. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK, our podcast. If you have a question you would like us to address related to PTSD or mental health or any other topic, we have a few minutes left. You can give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Hospice is medical care designed to maximize comfort and quality of life for patients facing terminal illnesses. Hospice provides pain management, emotional support, help with family care, and spiritual care to the patient and their family when a cure is not possible. Brookings Health System employs a caring team of professionals and volunteers sensitive to the changing needs of patients and family members during this difficult time. To find out more about hospice in the Brookings, South Dakota area, call 696-9000 or talk with your primary care provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz is here to answer our medical questions. You can give us a call at 605-692-1430. 
Our Prairie Doc topic this week is PTSD, or post-traumatic stress disorder, and we have um, been talking about that this, these last few minutes and learning a lot about the what it is, what causes it, what some of the treatment options are, that there is hope, uh, so we can reach out if we feel like we are experiencing PTSD. Um, reach out to your primary care provider, or you can call one of the hotlines to receive some support. Dr. Cruz, I wanted to <clears throat> ask you about caregivers and loved ones living with someone with PTSD. Uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, you don't want to wake somebody up um, who maybe has PTSD and, and startle them and surprise mm -hmm. them. What is there, what resources are available? What kind of trainings? Are there support groups for people um, who are living with someone mm -hmm. experiencing PTSD? Uh, I am sure that they are. I, I okay. don't know any off the top of my head, but I will definitely bring that up on the show. And I'm sure Dr. Stanley and uh, Dr. Radigan would uh, be more familiar with those resources. Um, I do know that it takes a lot of love, compassion, support mm -hmm. um, from family members uh, to deal with this. And, and they're dealing with it as well. Um, you know, with seeing someone hurt and, you know, just understanding that they're not doing this on purpose. They're not doing this to, you know, ruin the family's fun if they don't want to, you know, go to fireworks on the 4th of July because it, it triggers them. It's not that they're being a, a bad sport, you know, it's they're doing that to protect themselves and, mm -hmm. and protect their um, emotions and, and mental health. So, you know, just a lot of understanding from family. And then, yeah, I'm sure there are support groups out there, I would say, talking with their um, their own physician, you know, about their feelings and sometimes working with a counselor themselves to kind of work through uh, some of that, you know, some, come, some, sometimes there's what we call survivor guilt where, you know, it didn't affect me, but I feel bad that it affects you and mm. I feel guilty that I can't help you get better or help you through this. There can be a lot of um, emotions, mixed emotions with that for the family that are, you know, God, I want to help you and I don't know how. And that, that feeling of powerlessness sometimes needs to be worked through and, and, and addressed as well. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, it seems like with, you know, with any mental health issues, um, if we aren't getting help, uh, a risk is substance abuse. Mm -hmm. um, do you, is substance abuse a major concern for people with PTSD as well? It, it can, it's a way of self-medicating mm -hmm. um, because, you know, if you don't want to think about something, then use some other substance that's going to block your memories or make you not think about it or, you know, so there's healthy coping mechanisms and there's unhealthy coping mechanisms. And, you know, they work for the time being, but then there's the unintended consequences of uh, dealing with, you know, alcoholism or drug abuse. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a very short term um, reprieve and mm -hmm. it doesn't really, it causes more problems of their own, unfortunately. So that is the frustrating thing is they're trying to do something and it works a little bit, but again, causes more harm than good. So mm -hmm. definitely a higher risk for that. Okay. Well, maybe before we wrap up, Dr. Cruz, if you just want to, let's just talk about mental health in general. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate that we are talking about this, you know, we, um, it's, we try to make it more common, but it still could be uncomfortable for people to reach out for help, even though we've been trying to work on that for many years now. Um, what advice do you have if someone feels like they, they might just need some help with their mental health in general? Mm -hmm. um, I would say talk about it with your primary doctor at your annual physical. I mean, that's we're there to talk about any subject that affects your health and that you're concerned about, and that's a private one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. you know, where you can say, hey, I've, I've got concerns. And I always tell people, write stuff down, because 
you might not have the courage to bring it up. And I've had people that just literally slide me the note and say, mm -hmm. okay, please read this because I'm afraid I'm not going to bring it up. And, you know, if, if you're afraid to say it or embarrassed, write them on the portal, write a letter. Sometimes not having to say it face-to-face, -face, but communicating with them. Like I said, write a note, mail me a letter, send me a portal, send me a telegram, send me a carrier pigeon, <laughs> somehow send me the Let message. Let me know. Let me know, and then we can work on it together. And then I can be the one to bring it up, say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm concerned about this. Mm -hmm. But if I don't know about it, people are really, really good at hiding these things. Mm -hmm. So, Do you find that patients are often relieved after they do bring it mm -hmm. up? Like they just yeah. need to do it and then... Yep, and, and I've had family members that have slipped me notes and said, hey, I'm concerned about mom. Hey, I'm concerned about sure. dad. Or, mm -hmm. you know, let me tell you what they said yesterday after they got home from work or, mm -hmm. you know, what I heard from their school's teacher. And this is my, you know, concerns. And then we can, I can bring it up and say, hey, um, you know, your family member is really lovely. Or sometimes they'll say, don't tell them I told you this. And sure. then I have to find a creative way to casually bring it up and say, many people have issues with X, Y, and Z. And right. do you have any concerns about that? Let's, let's bring it up and I'll bring it up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. So mental health is something we have options to, to help us with now. So um, it's good to bring it up with our primary care providers or call a hotline or um, talk to a friend about it and um, yes. get some help. Definitely. All right. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, April 14th, Prairie Doc host Jill Cruz will be discussing PTSD with Dr. Matthew Stanley and Dr. Veronica Radigan with Avera Medical Group University Psychiatry Associates in Sioux Falls. So tune in this Thursday at 7 p.m. Central on South Dakota Public Broadcasting or on the Prairie Doc Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>